We are live. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff. After Hours, my name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host. And my co-host is with me again tonight, uh, my partner in all things law enforcement, the very handsome, Bill Cannon. What's up, buddy? Looking forward to this show. We reached across the nation all the way to the West Coast to come up with Barbie Doll, and you can introduce her. Well, Barbie Doll is, uh, is our guest tonight, and um, she's a very popular medium. She's a psychic medium, the first psychic medium that we've had on the show. She's made appearances on Netflix, Documentary, Surviving Death. She also teaches classes on how to, I guess, uh, become a medium or tone up, pick up your medium senses. And uh, we're very excited to have her tonight. What's up, Barbie? How are you? Hi, good. Thank you for having me on. I want to clarify. So my, I went to the school, the, the institute that it was on Netflix. Myself, I wasn't on Netflix, but my teacher was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got I got a little I got a little confused with that too when I uh, I mean hey I, one day maybe right <laughs> yeah when, when I made up this this there's too much uh, t uh, copy in this I should have limited it but there was a a lot of information I had to put in there to introduce who you actually were so um, like Bill we, we were actually we made the mistake again of starting to talk before we actually went on I don't want to forget this but Barbie Doll that's it's a great name but. Is that your real name? I mean, that that's uh, that's your your birth name, or how did you come up with that? So my real name is Barbie, and I am actually married to a Ken. So that's always fun and entertaining. Uh, wow, really? <laughs> but I how did switch my last name, huh? How, how how long did you have to search? How high did you have to search to find your Ken? You know what? A long time. We've been together for almost eleven years now, and before then, it was a bunch of Joes, not Kens. Uh, <laughs> I know Eve, and she's always looking for her Adam. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely get it. Yeah, but Mark, we said up before, and even in the chat, we were talking to Bobby before the show. We thought that her name was more befitting a porn star than a medium. Correct? Well, there is, there is one, and I thought that that was our guest, and I was like, wow, she's also a psychic. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one might be psychic as well, and you get a two for one. <laughs> uh -huh. So let's uh, let's start with this medium business. How did you get involved in it? How did you start with? Um, did you have did you have a calling? Did you have a feeling like you had a special intuition? Yeah, I was always just kind of different as a kid. I saw things that I probably you know just knew things I shouldn't really know. Um, saw things and stuff like that. And then I went into the corporate world, worked there for twenty years, and it just never fit me right. And then I just decided. Um, to, to own who I was. It's hard to be in this business because a lot of people criticize you and stuff like that. So it was one thing that I was really trying to hide for a long time. And then once I decided to do it and own it, it just came very, very natural for me. So get, give, us a, give us an example of what you get a premonition or that you can feel things about other people. Give mm -hmm. us an example of that. So, well, and this is my belief. My belief is everybody has this ability, but we basically turn it off, right? Because we're taught to live into this world and to fit into this world. So yeah, I can see somebody and oftentimes I'll get what I would call like a video or a movie in my mind of something that's for them. So sometimes it could be like a Passover loved one and I'll get like a, a picture of my mind of their Passover loved one who wants to come and talk to them. Sometimes like, for example, I had somebody that I was doing a live um, podcast with and I saw somebody being shot in the face and it was a male and they told me it was connected to her daughter and that hadn't happened. And then three days later, her daughter's boyfriend was shot in the face and died. Um, so I didn't know what that premonition meant. I just knew I had to give her the message. And the message was because she was supposed to keep her daughter basically inside. 
so that nothing happened to her because her daughter was supposed to be at the place that the boyfriend was at the same time. And thanks to our call, she was a little bit more careful about where her daughter went. And luckily her daughter wasn't there at that time. Otherwise they said she would have been shot. So you get things like that. Um, everybody gets a gut instinct. I mean, if you are a police officer, you have to use your gut instincts to make decisions, things like that. Um, so it's gut instincts, it's feelings. Um, if you walk into a room and you feel a room and it feels very dense, you just trust. The difference is I trust the information I get versus I think a lot of people get the information, but they just don't know how to trust it. So you act upon the information that you feel based on your intuition. Yeah, exactly. And then the more you trust it and the more you use it, it's like any other muscle. You build it and it works better, right? So if I go to the gym, I start lifting weights. I'm going to start off small and then I build it, build it, build it. And the more I use it, the better off, it, the better I get at it and the more I understand. You know, when I was, uh, I, I don't know if you know what anti-crime is, but I worked in anti-crime in this precinct and I was working one night and the sergeant I was working with said to me, what are you feeling? I said, I think something's going to happen on 79th Street and West End. I said, let's go over there. Mm -hmm. We went over there, and we stopped at the corner of West End Avenue and 79th Street, and I see a guy come up behind a woman with that 12-inch knife, and he puts it to her back, and he yokes her and rips her to the ground and takes her, at the time, $5,000 fur coat. This was like 1986, 87, so that was a lot of money for a fur coat. Anyway, we got the guy. We locked him up, and it was just I had that feeling. That something was going to happen on that street, and it did. Yeah, so and I that's, guess that's super detailed, and that's super detailed. Think about you got the, like the streets. That's super super detailed. So it means that you, just like everybody else, if we would just trust and listen to things, that we could avoid a lot of pain and suffering in our life. When I worked in the Warren Squad, I we went to an apartment, and the person wasn't there. I, we would have to go in there and search every room. So I'd go in the bedroom and I'd look out the window. And my partner, would, you know, the guys I was with, they'll be like, what are you looking at? And I said, I want to see the world the way he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> that has <laughs> nothing to do with this. <laughs> That's how I'm going to find him. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you guys. Oh, sorry. Let me ask you this. I'm sure like working, right, if you're working in with like uh, with victims of things and stuff like that, how many times did you have like somebody who came in and said, like, I could feel somebody behind me, but I just didn't trust that. And then that's how I got attacked. Right. People yeah. And I, I, my response to that is, well, you tr should trust your instincts 100 exactly. percent. Instincts exactly. do not lie. You know, exactly. trust them 100 percent. And if you're wrong, you can apologize and dust the other person off that you just knocked out. But, you know, trust your <laughs> trust your instincts, you know. Right. You're talking about is energy right now. Yeah. And exactly. uh, as I grow older. I really pay attention to uh, energy more than like, you know, I, I'm just discovering it right now. And if there's a person that I have um, just a bad energy with constantly, if I see them, I look to avoid them. And most of the time that's a natural instinct, unless you're somebody like me that has the, the need for people to like them. So I'm always yeah. going to go and try to win this person over. So I've changed in that way. Like I see somebody I don't get along with. I, I, I duck in the door, wait for them to pass now. I don't want that energy, but when it comes to crime, what you're talking about is the little hairs that stand up on the back of your neck and tell you this isn't a good situation. And I think people, um, they don't want to be the person to judge somebody by their uh, their physical appearance yeah. or even give um, the idea that they might be doing that. So they're scared to go by what their body's telling them. 
Exactly. And instincts to me is just a different word for intuition, right? It's just a different way of saying it. That's more acceptable to most people say, trust your instincts. It's the same thing as saying, trust your intuition. Bobby, I just want to read something to you from someone who's in the chat. Annie of Benani Estrell. I seen my boyfriend, longtime ex, unborn niece die, and I seen the mom in a tub of bloody water. I seen the time and dates. The phone rang before they rang, the date and time of the death of his niece. And then she wrote, I warned him and told him to call his brother. Overall, the prediction came true. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is because people don't, tr because she, maybe she warned and trust, but people in general just don't trust when we get these intuitive hits, right? So she had trusted herself. She warned them. But honestly, the truth of the matter is the fate is up to the person anyways. So if they didn't, if they didn't try, if they didn't listen, they didn't trust her instinct, then that was going to be the way that it ended anyways. That's just the way it was meant to be. The great Lieutenant Peter Pranzo of the Harlem Raiders fame says he always felt chills before shootings occurred. Mm. And he yeah. worked in the 3-2, and it was like downtown uh, uh, Vietnam back then. Yeah, he, was, he, was he, was, he was cold most days. Cold. <laughs> Even in the summer, he was cold. Especially in the summer, he was cold. I think police officers probably use their intuition more than on most careers, to be honest with you guys. You guys have to be able to feel into a situation, especially detectives. Detectives look for things and they find things that really aren't meant to be found because they're trusting their instincts. They're using their intuition. Well, it seems like they're trying to guide you more and more away from things like that. Who's trying to guide you more and more away? Just, uh, you know, the modern day society. Uh, don't trust yeah. your feelings. You know, like, for example, the whole what I just mentioned about you have somebody coming towards you. It just doesn't feel right. I'm not a racist. But the energy's off right here. Do mm -hmm. I take advantage of what my body's telling me and dip off into a store or walk a little slower, move a little faster? Or do I just stand there like a moron and wait to get punched in my face? Right. So that's, um, that's what we're fighting against. So whether it's the fear that locks you down or the fear of just not knowing what to do, or the fear of God forbid I make a wrong, or make this person feel bad because the way, because right. I'm not, because I'm going by my instinct right now or my, well, what, that, yeah. what, uh, the other word you said. And that's kind of the point of like why I teach classes because I'm not trying to teach people to be mediums for a living, right? Like that's not what most people are going to end up being. The idea is I teach classes so people can learn to trust themselves. So when they are in situations like that, you know, yeah, maybe you look like a jerk because you walked across the street and, you know, maybe that person could feel bad about it, whatever the case may be, but at least you're safe. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let me ask you a question. You do a lot of, um, I, I guess, well, dealing with death and people who have lost loved ones and they come to you and they ask you to, to communicate with them? Yep. Is there any fear that you might, uh, because my girlfriend mentioned this, uh, that she's scared to go to, she does other readings, but she doesn't do that talking because she's, she thinks she might be disturbing the dead. No, absolutely not. They want to talk to us because they're just basically, they're the same as we are without a physical body. Right. And almost always they have some sort of a message to give to the person that gives that person some sort of healing. Like, for example, if, you know, um, grandma died and you didn't make it to the hospital in time to say goodbye um, because you didn't leave when you were supposed to. And you're carrying around that guilt for all these years because you didn't say goodbye. She's most likely going to tell me to make sure that you understand that it was OK that you didn't make it. And that guilt that you've been carrying around and eating at you for years will be relieved. So we're not disturbing the dead. They're, they're energy, just like we are. So they talk to us just like 
I'm talking to you. The difference is you can't see the physical body. That's all. You know, Bobby, I'm going to read from your um, bio. In your role as an intuitive medium, uh, your sole purpose is to bridge the gap between the living and the deceased to bring comfort, closure, and hope to those who seek it. Exactly. So just about what you were talking about is that people may not have felt closure because maybe someone died and they didn't say, I love you, or they didn't say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean this or that. And is that what you're trying to provide for them? Yeah. And the thing is, is like, so what they did give me when I'm talking with somebody who's deceased on the other side is they'll give me very distinct information that I can't just be making it up. Right. So they'll say things to me that like mean something to you. It means nothing to me. And that way, you know, that it's truly the person that I'm talking to. Oftentimes we'll have parents who as human beings and people were horrible parents, right? Maybe they were abusive, neglectful, whatever the case may be. And these people have been carrying this around with them their whole life. My dad didn't love me, yada, yada, yada. On the other side, they're 100% pure love. So then they can give you a message that lets you know, this is where I was coming from. And I want you to know, you know, I do love you. This, I just, this is why I was that way. And they explain things a little bit better so that people can move on with their lives. You ever have somebody ask you to reach out to uh, somebody who's deceased to find out like where the money's hidden or buried or like? <laughs> you know, she's just not gonna tell you because she would have <laughs> ran and got it herself. <laughs> we're, we're, we're cops, right? So a lot. Maybe some of us are. We came from a family of cops, and Daddy worked yeah. in the seventies. There's a bunch of uh, what were those drug mason jars in the backyard somewhere full of cash, and it's like, yo, Daddy, just tell me where you put the freaking money. No, they don't. They do ask that stuff. But what a lot of the stuff is going to be like, um, for example, um, they'll ask they'll have disputes between um, siblings. And so they'll actually come and like mitigate the dispute between the siblings with the parents about what to do about what. So it's very interesting. Like I've had people where there's like three or four siblings on the phone and we're literally talking to the parent to help them solve their problem. By the end of the phone call, it always works out that they've got their answers and they're now back to normal. Uh, you know, Bobby, uh, uh, can I, someone wants to volunteer from our live chat. Uh, would you like to meet someone from our live chat and you can sure. talk to them and maybe, I don't know, what is exactly what you do? This is um, Princess Mitch. She volunteered to, uh, she said, I'd love to talk to her. <laughs> so she's, there she is on the screen. Is there okay. something like you could give her a, I don't know how you do it, a, uh, Tell us something that's happening in her life, something good, something What do you feel? Well, so one, I can't really see her. Let me see if I can make her picture bigger. But it normally what I would say with um Can you see her better now? A little bit. Oh, she's cute. I like her. I she's made the screen, screen bigger, yeah. Um, so for Princess Mitch, uh, I would imagine that's probably Michelle. Um, I would say just just message us a question that you have, and then I'll see what I pick up intuitively. That would be easier um, for me, although she has a male who's coming through who does want to talk to her. Um, You're feeling something already. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she so so I don't know what if she wants to ask a particular question, but I can tell you that there is a male coming through who wants to talk to the person in that picture. So whoever that lady is in that princess, uh, princess Mitch uh, is connected to somebody. This person has an act like what I would call more like your guys's type of uh, accent uh -huh. um, because of the way that they're speaking to me. Our guys's type of an accent. Your guys's. Well, I'm a, I got a California girl. I don't, you know. <laughs> 
All these ghost girls are hip. I really dig those styles <laughs> they wear. I think she's trying to say we sound stupid, though. Yeah, no. so she said, yes, her name's Michelle. Uh, her birth father, yeah. So this, and I would say to, uh, so I don't know what her question is because I haven't seen her question yet, but she did say her birth father. I would say that you have his nose. So from what he's showing me on what he looks like, just to understand you have his nose. Um, very specifically, his nose is what he's trying to uh, tell me. Um, does she want to message something? Like, I'm not sure what she wants I, to I asked her. She hasn't asked a question. There's someone yeah. else in, uh, someone named Lena uh, Dickus. Can you right. connect so with So we don't want to go back and, um, we don't want to go back and forth because then you're mixing energies and then I'm getting okay. one thing from another and one thing from another. Okay, so she I'm wants sorry. to know, did he look for her? My birth father, she's, mm, she yeah. asked. Yeah. Yes, he did. Except for there was an interference, what I would say between him and your mother. So what it feels like is this, is that he made the effort, but was what I would call like roadblocked by her. She did not want him, even if she portrayed, she wanted him involved. She actually did not want him involved to answer your question. So it feels like <clears throat> earlier on in life, the answer is yes. And then also later on, a little bit later on in life, he also did try to reach out. Um, I would say in your 20s, I'm not sure how old he was when you passed, but it feels like in your 20s is when he was looking for you um, and did not make that connection. So just earlier in your life, did make the connection to try to find you. And then later in your life did not make the connection, did not was not able to locate you. So that is for Princess Mitch. Hey, Bill Mala from um, the Bulldog and the Rude Awakening show is on. So I just wanted to say hi to her. Hi, Marla. Say hello to her. She was the one who had us on the show from Maryland. Oh, yes. That's right. Marla, how are you? Hi, Marla. We, you know, we got 10,000 more fans from, from your show. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was true, but we, I'm sure it helped. Thank you for having us on the show. That's an interesting thing that, uh, like, um, I hate, you know, I, I always think, like, you know, because I'm a comedian, I always think funny. And I don't want to let like, your husband into it, but like, you ever have a past boyfriend walk in and they're like, wait a minute, you just cheated on me. <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> to me? Yeah. Well, like, like, oh, or, like a, no. your friend comes in and you tell her, listen, I think you're, I think you better watch your husband. And, and, and then she tells you, are you getting any psychic feelings? I'm like, no, I just saw him outside. He's with another girl kissing her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, do you ever have like those type of intuitions that it's not, you don't want to tell your friend it might not be good? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I have to, because I'm a normal human being too, right? So I have neighbors who don't have any idea what I do for a living and I'll see stuff for them. And there's, unless I absolutely have to give them the message, I basically have to turn it off. Um, sometimes if it's like a warning or something that I have to tell them, then I'll say it in a way that doesn't sound like I'm this intuitive psychic medium person, you know, so I don't sound weird because I don't want my kids growing up in a neighborhood where people make fun of them because their mom's a psychic medium. Have you ever had uh, to give information to the police yet? Um, so I've done some forensic work with a couple friends of mine um, where one of my friends was the main person who was doing the work. And then she would put a bunch of us together in a room and we would work on files. Yeah. And that was very interesting. And we got some very good details out of that. But so far somebody that you've been into, you know, helping them with, uh, you know, they hired you as a medium and, and you're helping them. And all of a sudden 
you see something that might be something related to a past. Maybe they had a horrible incident in their life and you see the person that did it now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that'd be I haven't had any, <clears throat> nothing like that, for example, like um, that would be, you know, as far as like, you know, I don't know, what would that be like a hit and run or somebody who shot somebody or something? I can give details. So I, I, I could see an image of somebody. If somebody said like, you know, somebody did something to me, can you give me some details? I can ask for details of that person and give them like they they look like this. This is their skin color. This is their height. This is this. But oftentimes I can't, you know, I don't people don't come to me to ask me those questions. Most people come to me for more intuitive or mediumship work. Is that you know, That's where your TV show is, just so you know. <laughs> you know, Barbie, in the in the history of um thank you, Duty Ron, for that ten dollar super chat. Uh in the history of um homicide investigation, most probably all uh, serious homicide investigators recommend they never use a medium. I've heard that. And I find yeah. that very interesting. And I'll tell you why, because I, what I think is this, is that any information, as long as it's uh, something like, okay, let me give you, for example, this is what we have to do when we do the work. When they give us a file, they will know enough information about the file that if we pick up that information, then they can trust the other information. So they don't tell us anything, right? But let's say, for example, we did like a missing girl and she was missing in like Northern California woods area. We actually ended up, they ended up finding her where we told them they could find her. Um, her body was um, in a creek and we pinpointed to the location on a map based on the information that we got. But before they could trust the information that we got, we they didn't tell us anything. They didn't tell us if she was dead or alive. They didn't tell us anything about her age. They just gave us a picture, that was it, and said that she was missing. We gave them all this other information about her as a human being in her life that they could that they could actually like get information and check it off their list to make sure we were accurate. And then they followed up on where the body was and stuff like that. So I would say, only use a medium who could give you information that you can actually um, that you can you can check off and make sure it's true, right? Right, right. At the time when I see this happening, uh, detectives use a medium. It's usually when they act, you know they're at their wits end. They have right, nothing. they have nothing else. So what 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 do you have to lose? Just maybe this will put us on a path to a new idea. Well, I'll tell you what you have to lose. What you have to lose is chasing down leads that might not mean anything. In fact, but it's the same up, thing with people call in, right? Yeah, it is. You have to check every single lead. In fact. The police department, especially the NYPD, is so knee-jerk with, like, the press. If the press talks to someone who's a, a, a moron and the guy says, oh, I saw a green car with three Martians in it, then you got to interview that person, you know? So that is it just it creates a lot of work and can misdirect the investigation. But if you're in the cold case squad and you catch this case and you interview every, and there's still nothing after all these years. Exactly. What does it hurt to, to maybe talk to if somebody comes to you and said, listen, I have a feeling about this. Now I just, I just told you that in the history of homicide, there's never been a case that a medium has solved. Mm -hmm. well, I'm so not that's, sure if that's like a true statement. And it, it, uh, Vernon Gebreth, who wrote the book, Practical Homicide Investigation, he says 100 percent don't ever go to a medium. You know, I'm just he is the premier, you know, source for homicide investigation, at least he used to be. He's a yeah. little old now, but, and I'm not trying to put down your profession, but I'm just saying it may not help homicide investigation to bring a medium in. 
Well, I would imagine that it, a true medium, it would be actually extremely helpful because the person on the other side is giving you specific details. Like in the case that I was working on with the girl that I was telling you, she specifically told us what happened to her, where she was located, and they were able to find the body. So I, could we solve the crime? No, because the crime was already done. She, her right. body was, she was dead and buried and she was a cold case. They couldn't, they had no idea of knowing anything about her. All they knew was that she'd been at a gas station and they had camera footage of her at a gas station. That was the last thing that they had. And then from there, we could locate, literally locate where she was. So I don't know if I agree necessarily with the saying that no medium has ever solved the case. Maybe an active case where the person's still alive. Uh, but I can tell you from being on a case that we can solve that we've solved where bodies were. That's an interesting <laughs> thing for interviews too, you know. It's it's I have a feeling it's all to do with energy, you know, just um, just you know taking advantage of it of what you're feeling, like you said. I think when you yeah. what you what you teach is is letting people um, open up to what they're feeling mm -hmm. instead of blocking it away. But that being said, you know, like sometimes as a parent um, and any parent that's out there, you get these horrible thoughts in your head. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're away That's from your child, something might be happening. If mm -hmm. I if I tell you how many times I had a scary thought and like, do I go out and start hunting and searching right now? Right. Uh, no, I mean, thank God nothing happened. But so that's a weird thing. Like, how do, how do we know what the difference is between just just being a parent and having like, a, you know, just being overprotective and, and, mm -hmm. and having scary thoughts or what we feel is real? Well, and you learn to, well, at least for me, because I do it so much, you learn to differentiate between like the way that it feels, right? Because I have children, so I have fear, like my kid going outside playing, I'm worried he's going to get hit by a car in the middle of the street. That's just a normal fear of a mother, right? Like I'm not predicting that to happen, even though wow. I see it going on in my mind because I'm a mom. Um, but it feels differently than when it comes from the intuitive side of it. And the intuitive side of it, there's no fear. It doesn't come from a place of being scary or whatever. It just comes from a place of it is what it is. And so the information doesn't come across like in a negative way. It just comes across. So you know the difference because you're not attaching it to an emotion. Do you know the um, history of it? Because my grandmother, she's from Dominican Republic, and she used to have uh, you know, a lady over the house. And uh, that lady who used to come to the house and do her, read her, she was very popular and had a lot of power in the in the neighborhood up there in in uh, Washington Heights. Do you know history? Like historically, like it's in every culture. Somebody who can has a a feeling and feelings. But in the Hispanic uh, culture, it's Santeria. There's a lot of uh, but it's still medium work. It's still it about, is medium, yeah. but they 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 We're worship talking about Santeria. I mean, you're talking about Santeria. She has the Santeria is more like curses and stuff like that. So yeah, I, know, you know, I, I told you one time we, this guy had all our names in a Santeria statue. He wanted us dead, like uh, guys yeah. in a two three squad. <laughs> and so let me explain. I also don't believe in curses. So I am not somebody who believes in a curse. I know that there people get upset when they hear that. A lot of people, oh, I know that their curses exist and da da da. Do I believe that there was at one time uh, where people could manipulate energy? Yes. Do I think that they do it now? No. So when people are telling you you have a curse, they're just milking you for money. So for everybody who's listening, if you ever go to somebody like me and they tell you you have a curse, they're milking you for money. I can almost guarantee you do not have a curse. So the I, Santeria stuff is manipulating the energy and things like that, but I don't believe in curses. Yeah, but what Bill mentioned about the Santeria, that's not, I'm talking about like the guy, um, mm -hmm. 
you know the Spanish guy, the very flamboyant guy. There's a documentary on Netflix right now about him. I don't remember his name, but I grew up with him on the TV all the time. All the Spanish people watch him all day. Mm-hmm. And he's nothing about uh, Santeria. He's all about positive energy, yeah, and love, exactly. and spreading family and, and being loving. But he also has, uh, he does the daily numbers and the daily mm-hmm. whatever. I forget what the guy's name was, man. It bothers me. If anybody remembers, you can put it up on the on the chat. But, um, that, you know, just stuff like that, like where a guy, people used to call him up on the phone. He had a phone number and he mm-hmm. could do the medium stuff on the phone number. He was very, very popular. Yeah. And so, like you said, every culture has all over the world, somebody who's similar to me because we all have the gift. It's just whether or not you trust the intuition and the people who trust it, who work it and build it. Like I was talking about a muscle can do it better than most people. Um, I can say that for anybody who sees a medium or a psychic, just like any other job, we're not 100 percent accurate either. The best mediums in the world are like 80 percent accurate. That's like the best of the best, right? So like anybody who's doing a job, we get information. Sometimes we misinterpret it. Sometimes I'll get something I have no idea what they're talking about. And so I give it to you as I get it, but I didn't get it right. That's interesting. uh... Michaela Jones says uh, she's from New England. My mom's convinced she's cursed and and passed passed it on to me. Yeah. No, well, you guys might have bad luck, right? Bad something. luck. I know a lot of families like that. They're just cursed, yeah. man. There's no but. I have, I have a great friend who swears that they're that her husband's cursed. Absolutely swears that her husband's cursed. And I tell her I don't believe in curses. And I might be wrong. Maybe there are curses. I don't know. I've just never encountered them, right? There, and look, so even though she's a really good friend, she won't listen to me when I say he's not cursed. I worked with people in the police department that. And I told this guy one night, Alex, he asked me to drive him downtown. He had an arrest. It was actually a homicide arrest. And uh, I said to him the first thing, nothing better happen. I'll go with you, but nothing better happen. Because every time the two of us got together, something, something about it. There's just yeah. some people. Something that, about your energy. Yeah. It's also him. Like he goes, mm-hmm. out, there was cops that go on the street. They open the door to the bodega. And there's a, a gunpoint robbery. And there's other guys who walk in, business, nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. I believe it has to do with your vibration. And I know that that's like a weird word to use, but I don't play in anything in a negative play, way, right? So I don't play in lower realms, vibrations, like negative stuff. So I'm always in what I would call a high vibration. So I'm always in positivity. I'm always in love. And people who know me in life say, you have like the most blessed life because things just come to me. But I keep myself in a very high vibration. There's some people when you lower your energy and you'll know them, they're like the bah humbug people that life is so hard, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. They're literally attracting that to them because they're leaving themselves in that vibration. Bobby, keep keep that thought. We have to go to commercial, and we'll be back. And when we come back, someone named Jay Sa, he says, may I please have a message from brother who passed? We'll go to him after the break, okay? Uh, Listen up, guys and gals. We are sponsored by the best hot sauce in the world, Silk City Hot Sauce. Silk City Hot Sauce is made in small batches using pure ingredients. Locally grown peppers are the foundation of every bottle of Silk City Hot Sauce. Um, they were kind enough to send me a batch. I split it with Bill finally. He hasn't tried it yet, I don't think, but I have it every day. 
I have it on my avocado toast. I have it uh, in tuna fish. There's so many different flavors from mild to wild. Please go check out SilkCityHotSauce.com and put in the uh, the coupon code OTC, OTC for off the cuff, and you'll get a 15% discount. Folks, are you getting tired of New York and the high taxes and all of the craziness going on in this city? Uh, Carol Waters is a realtor down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Carol Waters sells Myrtle Beach at gmail.com. She was formerly a bartender at the Fitzpatrick Hotel for 20 years, and her and her husband, Rob Mayen, who's a rollover from the NYPD to the FDNY, both are two of the top salespersons in real estate down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They're awaiting your call. So give Carol Waters a call at 914-261-6681. You won't be sorry. It's a beautiful place, Myrtle Beach, and they're awaiting your call. Any of you guys getting in any trouble? We have a we have a great attorney for you. Former member of the service, retired police officer Joseph Murray, and a huge supporter of Police Off the Cuff. I can't tell you how much he's helped us out. He's now has a website, Joe at jmurray-law.com. If you got any trouble, and maybe uh, Bobby Dell can tell you, you got you're about to get into some trouble. So give <laughs> so give Joe Murray a call. He's uh, he's a great attorney. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But uh, let me see. We had Ja. I got to find his. Um, I had him on the screen. It was Jay Saw. Here it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. There you does, go. So that, does Jay Saw? Is there a way for them to post a picture for me at all? Uh, Jason, no, uh, no, he would have had to have okay. had it. So I'm going to tell you who's here with me, and I don't know if it's associated with Jay just right now, but there's somebody who who is giving me what I would call pain right here in the back of my head. So when I have pain right here in the back of my head, it usually means that there's like a trauma of somebody hitting their head right here. That would have caused usually their death or been like a precursor to their death. So maybe they hit their head and then they ended up dying from it later on. So can Jay just message us and let us know if that is his uh, brother? Because that's who's here with me right now. If it doesn't belong to him, then this is just for somebody who is in the audience. Um, when you say they're here with you right now, I start thinking to myself, um, you know, like every once in a while in New York City, like you'll pass somebody like every 50 feet that's talking to themselves. <laughs> but I always wondered if you if you teamed them up, took this person over here and you gave them that person, would they talk to each other? Uh, but that maybe they're on a higher level than you are. Maybe they're actually talking to the people that are around them. Like you feel people around you. Maybe those people are just so enlightened that they're, they're having complete conversations in another world. We don't know it. We don't know, right? Maybe they're completely psycho too. We don't know, right? We don't know. And that's the thing is you don't know. You don't know. And you and to, and that's why it's important for a medium like me to give like evidential information so that you actually know that it's true, right? So they could be talking to somebody, but unless they're talking to somebody and then they can tell you who that person is and give a very distinct message, we don't know if it's true or not. Now, are you getting any? Uh, he, Jay Side, requested that you please have a message from his brother who passed. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you getting any messages from his brother? The only spirit that I have right now with me that's trying to give a message is, like I said, somebody who they're very being very very distinct about the fact that they hit their head, and this would be my left side. Um, they hit their head, and this this caused their death in some way. And it's the left side behind the ear is where they hit their head. 
he said that it was cancer and sadly, but uh, never so then heard that his head. Yeah, so then that would not be it. Yeah. Okay. This actually feels like an older lady. Um, so I know it's on his brother because she feels like she's an older lady. And when I say an older lady, I would say late 70s, early 80s because her skin looks um, thin to me. So, you know, like as you get older, your skin gets thinner and her skin is an olive color and it looks very thin to me. So. Marla Robinson just said, uh, okay, guys, my mom passed away March 3rd. I was her caregiver. Anything would be appreciated. Can you make her picture for me? Uh, that This is Marla I'm on the screen, the bottom left there. I don't know if you could see it. Yeah, I'm looking at her picture right there. Uh, okay, so so you, Marla, you see your skin tone? That is the same skin tone of the lady who's talking to me. So can you let me know if she is related to you? Um, she would have thinning skin. Um, she feels like she was in what I would call like convalescent um, stages. So she's like older, one of those people that like gets up would fall over, that type of a thing. So can you let us know if that's her? Because I actually think, yep, exactly. That is she your mom. Said, she, so she yes, Marla, me. that is your yeah. mom. Um, okay, so mama. So mama's showing me like jewelry that she was wearing or used to wear all of the time. I feel like there was like a bracelet and a, a necklace that was always on her all of the time. Um, so that's just kind of facts that she's giving me so that we can confirm that it was her, but I'm relatively certain that that was her mom. Yeah. Let's see. What does mama want to tell you? So mom says like she never left set anything unsaid. So she doesn't feel like she was the type of person who kept her mouth closed. She feels like some, somebody who always told you what she wanted to tell you, although it felt like it was more difficult for her towards the end to be able to talk to you. But basically, she's just saying to let you know that she appreciates the work, all of the work that it took to take care of her because you basically had to stop your life in order to make her life comfortable. So she wants to give you that and as appreciation and let you know that she wants you now to take the time that you have to live your life because you put your life on hold for her. And so she's just sending you a thank you. She's sending you her love and she wants you now to move on with your life. And that's your message. That was pretty, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I hope that uh, Mala, that that was right on. It seems like it is on. Uh, Does that bother you physically to do that? Mm, only when really when they make me feel ill sometimes, like if they did have cancer. So if I could have connected with Jay's um, brother, if he would have come through and let's say he had like esophageal cancer and I, it'll make it so I can't breathe or if somebody had a heart attack and I can't breathe in my chest or somebody has something in their stomach, just the, they'll make me feel ill. And so that bothers me. But it's just because they're trying to get their message across. Who how about even cancer? like? So there's somebody about, on the okay, show I'm that sorry. had stomach. I'm sorry. There's somebody who's here with me who had stomach cancer, who passed away from stomach cancer. So it was in their stomach area, um, and they're trying to come through to give a message. So if anybody in the chat has somebody who had stomach cancer, let us know. And then I'm sorry, Bill. What was your question? Oh, I was I was going to say, how about even something like uh, career advice? Uh, would you oh, give that? Okay. All and how how does that work though? Um, so to answer just real quick, somebody said, how you find me on social media, just go to my website, which is my name, barbiedoll.com. Um, but to answer that question, that's relatively easy, right? Because what they'll do is they'll ask me, 
career advice. Like, what do I, what should I be doing? Am I in the right career? Should I quit my job? Whatever the case may be. And I'll just get, um, sometimes I get like a feeling of what they need to be doing. So like if somebody's super like artsy or creative, then I'll get a feeling of being like artsy and creative. And maybe they're like in the industry that's not using their artistic um, abilities. So then we can talk about them doing something in their life. They don't have to change careers using their artistic abilities, whatever. So they'll, I'll just get a different vision depending on what they need to do. You know, Sandra Rivera's on right now. And she said, I had stomach cancer and had a younger sister who was murdered. Okay. So very good. So Sandra, this is for you. So the stomach cancer, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when they talk, I have to talk. <laughs> um, so the stomach cancer is a very specific thing, right? Like that's not just something that people die of all the time. So then standard, that message would be for you just to let you know that uh, you had somebody here visiting you. Um, wow. That's amazing. And it's more of just sending like an acknowledge. So this is what happens when we have all these people on chat. Now, all of a sudden, the spirits just want to get information into me as soon as possible. It's like a waiting room full of people just yapping at you. Right. So I can't I'm not going to be able to like give her a very specific message at this moment, except for the fact that to acknowledge that she has somebody here for her who's just here saying that they're with her because they mentioned the fact that she had stomach cancer. So that's just your message to know that somebody's here for me, for you talking to me to let you know that there's somebody on the other side that loves you. Wow. She said that now I feel like I have like a, like literally a bombardment of information coming through. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, I can see that. It must be like a whole, just like a, a switchboard of stuff coming your way, you know, it yeah. is. And it's hard because like you're talking and I have to like literally cut you off because as soon as it comes in, it goes out. Right. So it's like, as soon as they tell me something, if I don't get it out and somebody else is telling me something over here and somebody else is telling me something over here, um, which is why one-on-one -on -one readings are the best because then I don't have all these other people trying to get in. Right. Right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I mean, I used to, I went to this guy one time and he, uh, he asked for my birthday beforehand. No. And the time of day that I was born. And then he came up with this whole thing about me when I when I showed up. He had it all So he's doing astrology, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's different. Yeah. So astrology is different, right? So I would say to anybody who's gonna see somebody like me, I don't do astrology. I love astrology, but I don't do it. You don't get any information, right? Nothing. Because you don't want them to be able to look you up. So you don't give any information on anything like that. So I don't like knowing people's date of birth, anything like that, because I don't want to know. Astrology is different. They're looking at your chart. They need to know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we, we, I'm learning a lot. I don't want, That's so fascinating about uh, Sandra, because she's a new fan, too. She's been with us for a couple of months. I knew that information. Obviously, I, we haven't talked before tonight's show. Um, she walks like eight miles a day, uh, and she listens to the podcast. Yeah. And I, told her, I never want you to get a car because <laughs> she she listens on the while she's walking. That's why. So if like nobody, if if like if everybody listens to the show and they don't take anything else away, I would like them to take this away. We're all given the same gift that I have, and like we were talking about earlier, Mark, you just have to learn to trust it, right? And not be afraid to trust it. So if you feel weird around somebody, I don't care if it's politically incorrect, move. There's a reason why you're getting that feeling, right? Worst case scenario, you offend somebody. Best case scenario, you save your life. That's People a good really just need to start trusting themselves. You yeah. know, I wanted to, Bobby, I wanted to just uh, touch upon this because you list this in some of the things that you can help people with. And there we are, the law of attraction. Uh, yeah. Could you speak upon this a little bit? 
Gazelle, well, that's, kind of, go ahead. Oh, it's, go ahead. it's like what we were talking about with the vibration, right? So you attract what you put out. So if you put out positive energy, positive thoughts, you attract positivity back to you. If you put out negative energy and negative thoughts, you attract negative back to you. And that's why you'll see people who are caught in these cycles where they just cannot get out of these negative spots because they just all they do is complain. Right. Their whole life. They're complaining, complaining, complaining. It's like the universe goes, you want to complain? I'll give you something to complain about. No problem. There's more to complain about. So we have to teach ourselves to be more in a place of gratitude and then you get more stuff to be grateful for. Well, you know, the, one of the things that I've noticed in a lot in policing, you see someone that uh, is in a really abusive relationship mm -hmm. and then you see they get rid of the guy and they, and they, get, right they hook up with a guy exactly like the guy that they just got rid of. Mm -hmm. So it's that's, like the, we talk about negative energy. There it is, you know? Yeah. Well, that's also has to do with what people are comfortable in. Right. So even though it's an unhealthy situation, they know how to deal with that situation. It's uncomfortable for them to be in a healthy situation because they don't know how to deal with a healthy situation. Right. So that's more like psychology. We pick things that we're comfortable with, even if they're bad for us. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's we got a couple uh, people here uh, saying some stuff. Um, well, before we go, I don't know how to go backwards on this. Artie Alfaro, hey guys, I'm a deputy here in Florida. I listen to your show every day on the way to and from work. Keep up uh, the show, guys. Thank you. Shout out to Mark. I'm a Queens guy. Queens. Uh, and then we have another. He means he's from the borough of Queens. He's not a queen, Mark. What? <laughs> that was a joke. I you, know, I know, but you froze up. Like oh, I said. He means he's from the borough of Queens. He's not a queen. My, my, I know my my uh, computer froze up. I'm going to have to jump back in, so keep going without me. Okay. Um, you know, this is fascinating, and everyone in the um, the live chat is uh, they're really amazed by the things you're doing here. And, in fact, um, Bobby Doll, I'm going to refer you to at least one other podcast from this, a good friend of ours, Duty Ron, who's got uh, even a, a much – bigger audience than us. And I'm going to refer you to him because he's, he's in the live chat and he's really enamored with what you're saying. And, uh, you may be, uh, you may go viral just from police, <laughs> off, the, police <laughs> off the cuff made you go viral. Just think of that. Right. But uh, yeah, exactly. no, this stuff, this stuff is really, really fascinating. And, um, duty Ron just said, I'd love to have her on. So if you, I'll give him your information and, uh, he'll contact you and you, know, you put, You'll be uh, driving a Lamborghini in a few months. You know. You know what? I actually had a pink Corvette, being that my name is Barbie, <laughs> at one point, and then I thought, like, wow, well, my ego got really big, so I went ahead and gave that pink Corvette away. <laughs> Looks uh, like Barbie, your, your link is uh, www.bobbydoll.com, right? Yeah, there's no www anymore. Okay, just um, uh, so Bobbie Exactly. Okay. And it has that, that's a link me. right there. I just put it. Uh, it's bobbydahl.com spelled B-A-R-B-I-D-A-H-L. So yep. um, it's really this is really fascinating stuff. We have someone here. V-Way, I can't even say your last name. Ms. Dewana from South Africa. Thank you <laughs> so much for uh, coming here from so far away. Technology is amazing. Uh, Sheila writes, I'd love to see hear more of her. Well, we just we just found out about her, so we brought her to, <laughs> we brought her to you guys, and she'll uh, she'll come back on. Hopefully, she'll. Uh, I'm sure she feels a good spirit about Mark and I. You know. Yeah, a little sarcastic, but you know, I love that about. Well, you. well, that's who we are. You know? 
were very. That's a, we're cops. They, we're cops are sarcastic. You have people, to you know? be, don't you? Exactly. You have to be that, and you have to have a a, a fast, biting wit to survive. You know, and but some thick skin. Some thick. Yeah, skin. very thick skin. You know, so yeah. it's. But I mean, this all this stuff is so fascinating. Um, yeah. Well, and I try to make a lot of stuff available to people for free. Because that, honestly, this is my gift to what I believe is the world. So when people go on my website, you'll see there's all kinds of beautiful things for you on there. There's, you know, um, things that talk about how you can improve your own gift, meditation, stuff like that. Anything that I can do to help offer to other people. Sandy Lee wrote, something made me come in here tonight. So maybe something oh. good is going to happen with you, Sandy Lee. Uh, and Sandy, that means you trusted your intuition. So we're proud of you. That's right. That's what we're trying to teach on this show. Get a teaching moment from the West Coast to the East Coast. Right? <laughs> Mark is back. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Every once in a while. I'm in the Bronx over here. Get a couple of uh, gunshots and bullets flying through here. Hits the, oh, I hate uh, to be the spirits around you. <laughs> I just want to shout out to some of the people in the chat. Uh, Princess Mitch, Shiva's girl from Charleston, uh, South Carolina, that is. Marla Robertson, thank you so much for coming by. Always the Pranzos, Peter Pranzo, Michella Pranzo, two of our biggest fans. Boxing MMA, Sandy Lee, uh, Michael Jones. A lost Josh Bell, 28th May, and his birthday is 14th June. Lost tragically, hoping for message. I'll put that up there. I don't. Uh, Michaela Jones lost Josh Ball, 28th of May, and his birthday is 14th of June. Lost tragically hoping for message. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if you can help him. Uh, well, I, that. if that's Josh's picture, which I feel like it is according to what I'm being told, um, I, one, I'm very, very sorry. Um, it does feel like, I'm going to say it the best way that I know how to say it, that his life ended the way that he was living it. So, for example, I'm trying to say this like the best way that I can say if I'm somebody who is involved in hanging out with like what I would call the wrong crowd, then I'm more likely to end up in a situation than somebody who was not living that type of a life um, style. So I hope that I said that the best way that I possibly can. Um, that being said, he feels so when they pass recently, they um, are learning to communicate with somebody like me, but he's very, actually very strong for having passed not what two weeks ago or less than two weeks ago he's already able to communicate which means in life he was a strong spirit so in life he was already like somebody who i would actually have called him a very intuitive person it feels like he knew people um once he met them he knew exactly who they were right so he was somebody who um you couldn't bs him he knew he knew who you were. He had you spot on right when he met you. And he trusted that about himself. So he wants to kind of acknowledge that about his life he, um, when he was alive, that he was very good about knowing who he could and couldn't trust. Um, and also he wants to tell you that grieving your own time is what he's saying. Like, it feels like people are trying to make you grieve a certain way. And he wants you to grieve in your own time and let you know that it's okay the way that you're grieving. It feels like what people are telling you is that you're grieving too much or too hard or you're like, I don't know, but he's telling you to just grieve in your own time. Okay. 
Wow, that was pretty damn good. <laughs> how does um so when you when you give uh the one on ones, how do they do it? Are they doing it through Zoom? You're getting people most of the time. Yeah, most of the time it's through Zoom. Sometimes it's in person if they're local to me. Um, and sometimes it's over the phone. Some people are camera shy, but most of the time it's in Zoom. And you ever wake up with a message that you have to give somebody like how do you if you have this feeling? That somebody from beyond is trying to contact a loved one here and give him a message. And uh, what do they send you a phone number or uh, email address? You know, it's very interesting. It, what will actually happen is that I will get a message and then it's almost always like somebody who's worked with me in the past will randomly send me an email and say, hey, you popped into my mind because they're following their intuition. And I'll say, yeah, you have a message. And then their message is given to them. So they will get the intuitive message to reach out to me just because they're just told intuitively to reach out. And then I will give them their message. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, because we all have it. So if for some reason you have like, okay, it's like this. This is like one of my favorite examples. And this is, everybody has done this. Have you ever thought of somebody and then all of a sudden they text or called you? Literally like a second or two later? Yeah. That is your intuition. You know what you remind me of? You remind me of, you're probably too young to remember this, but there used to be a sketch. Was it, um, who was that? Um, it was a cow Burnett sitting at the at the, at the the telephone thing and, and pulling out the bill. I was uh, just, I'm sorry, I'm sending someone a link to this. Um, when she's pulling out the, because back in the day when you had to make a phone call, you'd call and then it'd be actually like a switchboard. Like they'd pull out a plug and pull this one in. Mm -hmm. And that's what you basically are to the other side. You're like this person yeah. sitting there and, um, and you just, just relaying messages. So, so-and-so wants to talk to you. Hold on yeah. one second. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, duty, Ron, duty Ron asked me to send him the link so he could join us. And I just, it, you know, I was doing a million different things at once. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was trying to pay attention. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Bob. No, I was trying to think of that. Uh, it wasn't Carol Burnett. Remember the lady? She used to have the, the phone. The uh, the thing with joke. She had the, the, the headphones. Yeah, the She'd be in the phone company and, like, making jokes. She was an old-time. Uh, Lily, Lily Tomlin. Yeah, Lily Tomlin. Oh, I love Lily Tomlin. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. Shiva, Shiva's girl gave us that. <laughs> she's she's basically like uh, that's what you are to uh, the, the, I guess the afterlife. You're like a phone operator. <laughs> well, you know, it, like I I love that. Um, it sounds like so sentimental and kind of silly, but I absolutely love that I have um, this that I can give to people because you'd be surprised how many people suffer because they think that somebody on the other side is mad at them for whatever the case may be, and that's not what's happening. Yeah, I think that you're really doing people a service. People do suffer. And, of course, in the grieving process, mm -hmm. to even be able to think that someone uh, – you, you could feel some kind of guilt. And if you can relieve those people uh, of that guilt, you're doing a tremendous service. Hey, since I have you and we put you on the show and you're probably going to make money from it, give me a free one for free. <laughs> See if you can reach out to my dad and uh, if there's a message he's got for me. Well, why don't we do this? Can we do it one-on-one -on -one and I'll do it for you for free? That way I can give you a true reading. Oh, wow. That, I don't know if I could do that. that, would, that you want to do it on air with everybody else there, no, right? Would, I think that would hurt me too much. We, 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 why? Because here's the thing that he's telling me. So, by the way, yes, he can come forward very quickly. Um, is that 
what is there's like a did he had like a nickname for you that was like blah 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 like I don't know like it like he says it so fast for me that I can't hear it but it has like your little accent thing going on to it but um we just uh, we just had a duty run the duty run is gonna put, he's gonna put you on his show and make you famous Mark uh, real quick Mark reach out to me and I'll do it for free because he does want to talk to you all righty thanks yep and 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 he wants you to know before um before we go and before I talk um, that was amazing. What you you're just like said. his, his pal. Do you understand this? He's telling me like you're his pal and to, that you'll always be his pal is how he says it. You'll always be my pal. And he uses the word pal. Okay. Um, and he's giving me goosebumps. Okay. So just reach out to me. We'll take care of that. But he wants to talk to you. Will. Hello. Hello. Hi other there. person that I don't know who you are. <laughs> well, this is, this is duty, Ron. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we I can. can yeah, oh, okay, good, good. Wow, that was powerful what you just did for Mark, uh, Barbie doll. Thank you so much for what you do and, and, and the work that you do. And I, I have a very good friend who I've known for almost 40 years that is a, um, he, he does the same exact thing you do. His name is Glenn Dove, and he is here mm -hmm. in New York. Um, he's, he's well known. Um, and I brought many of my family members to him, but me personally, I've never been. I never went for a reading, never ever uh, participated in, in that because I was always helping other people go and get, you know, the closure. So you see Mark is emotional. That was unbelievable what you did there. Um, so I would love to have you come on my show and um, I would do a dedicated uh, live stream just for this. And I, I don't have a huge audience. It's like Bill was souping me up, but, uh, you know, I do have a decent following around 34,000 subscribers. So I would be honored to have you come on to my YouTube channel. You know, Bobby, uh, yeah, that was amazing. You, just I'm sorry, Bobby. We, uh, one of the things we do as fellow cops and duty runs a retired detective, Mark's a retired detective, I'm a retired sergeant, is we try to help each other out. And there's yeah. no one in the podcast business. Mark and I have been doing this for two and a half years almost. That's helped us more than duty run. And he's helped us, given me advice. Uh, there's a lot of technical nonsense to this. And, you know, I'm in the era where I didn't learn computers. You know, I'm I'm not going to tell you how old I am. You probably could predict it. <laughs> you could probably tell me how old I am. But this doesn't come easy to me. And he's mm -hmm. helped us out a great deal. And we've increased our audience a great deal through his help. So, yeah. And that's why we try to help each other out. And uh, I sure Thank think you. that. Have, referring you to Duty Run is, is helping him out. So, Well, and Duty Run, like I know just from being in your energy that your life is like dedicated to giving to others. Like I can tell that you're the like type of person who would stop and make sure somebody else is comfortable or safe or whatever the case may be and put yourself in danger before you would ever let somebody else be hurt. So I appreciate you yeah. coming and meeting you. Um, I can tell you for your show, and for any show, like if we did this again with you guys, if you can get people to sign up and pick like four or five people um, and do where they can be like on the call and we can do readings right. that way ahead of time, like pick them, like they That's, can go into a drawing yeah. that they can get a better solid message versus like everybody in chat. I would love to give you a message, but I, we, I it would be easier if we could get like four people, put them on the screen right. and then I can read them there. Right. Barbie, what I would do is... So your dad, real quick, I just got to tell Mark because his dad is pushing me to tell him. So Mark, your dad puts his arm around you and taps. 
So just so you understand, he does that quite often. And he says that you can, you feel randomly like somebody's behind you and has an arm and that's what he's doing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to you so we could do it uh, a one-on-one now that I started. I opened this uh, Pandora's box. I feel like I should. But thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks for the little bit that you gave me so far. I got a headache now. <laughs> Very emotional. Very emotional. Uh, that was moving, actually, for me. Um, I, I really... It, that's uh, that's a great thing. Um, but anyways, I don't want to take up. I know you're, you know, this is your show. I just wanted to come on. I wanted to just say hello to her. My, uh, again, um, I would poll my audience before we did a live, and I would select like four or five people or whatever the number would be comfortable, maybe three or four, uh, and I would have them pre-screen, you know, like kind of pre-screen, and then I would have them join one by one, and then do it one on one with each one. It, it, that's. I think that exactly. would be the and best. I don't want to know really. anything about them. So yeah, I, I don't want to know. Run, you already have people volunteering from our <laughs> audience on your show. <laughs> uh, I love you guys it. are I love a gift it. too, because I mean, like again, I don't know why they just keep showing this for me for you, Duty Ron. Like, there's just something about you that is being like. I guess the best word that I could say is like. So when I say spirit, it's more of like what you would call like universe god love all that stuff is so um they they give me the feeling of being like breathtaking so you give a lot because there's no way i would get this feeling unless you were somebody who was like a true giver to the world like a big big giver to the world so i'm supposed to tell you on behalf of that side thank you for what you give to the world thank you thank that's you so great. much that's great well we're at the hour um, she's, she's actually yeah, so I'm going to go. I'll leave so you guys can close. I don't want to be on you. I, you know, I want to take no, up the, the show. But thank you, Bill and Mark, for having me come on. And, Barbie, I'll, I'll be in, in touch with you. Thank you. Very cool. All See right, you, guys. Judy Rose. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You know, uh, Barbie, you know, you are um, everything and more that I expected as a guest. And that's why here on Police Off the Cuff, we want to take chances. We don't just want to have all – time police officer, which is great, telling their stories, telling their life stories and doing uh, real crime cases. We want to do all that, but bringing someone in like you, because, you know, this is this is an eclectic world. There's a lot going on, and you, you, you were fantastic. Is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, your website, you, you have a book out, anything like that? I'm releasing a book relatively soon. It's called The Intuitive Self. I'll, I'll put that on my website when it comes out. Um, okay. So my website, just again, my name, barbiedoll.com, um, teaching classes on how to trust your intuition and how to build it. Um, so if you go on my website, you'll see those things. And I just want to say thank you to you guys because you've been amazing. You were no, fantastic. You know, Bobby, you were fantastic. I mean, that was great. I, I, besides being the co-host of the show, I do all the booking and it's really sometimes overwhelming because uh, it's a big job. We've been doing anywhere from two to four shows a week between Mark and I, and I do real crime. And sometimes I get inspired just to pop on the air when I get pissed off at something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's overwhelming trying to get guests. And you, I'm, again, I am not trying to, you were fantastic. And uh, yeah. I just hope that, uh, you know, uh, you don't get too big that you won't come back and come on our show again. Cause we're always to... happy to be on your show. Are you kidding me? You guys are amazing. We would love to have you back on Mark, yeah, you got any... 50 minutes of show. And it finally dawned on me. Hey, why not ask about my dad? And that turned out to be like, wow. 
Right. Uh, it's like he actually told me, ask about me. <laughs> ask about me, stupid. And I did. And then, uh, okay, so we'll be in touch. I'm interested in hearing what you said, uh, what, what you have to say. I'm scared, but. Um, don't be scared. There's nothing that I can tell you that you don't already know. All right. Because you already know. I hope so. All right. Okay. All well, right. All, all police off the cuff fans all over the damn world, South Africa, down south, California. This is Bill Cannon and Mark DeMeo from Police Off the Cuff and signing off with one of our best guests, Bobby Dahl. Thank you so much again. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.